Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Hopefully that's out of his system, you know, by the time that rolls around on Sunday for the ESPN Plus broadcast. And, uh, you know, that booth is uh, nice and fresh and good to go. Can't <laughs> Carlin on ESPN Radio? Not a chance with the London Fair, my friend. Oh Not my a shot. Oh, my God. Not a Kenty shot. and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your Dr. Pepper call in line. Last night, it was a rough night for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And look, it's rough for Tom Brady all around. It was made official earlier today. Tom put out a statement that he and Giselle Bunchen have... Uh, settled their divorce uh, after 13 years. A very unfortunate situation. And as far as on the field's concerned, you're watching Tom Brady not on the same page as his receivers and remarkably frustrated by it. But, Kenty, I can't look at the Buccaneers right now and believe that he is the biggest problem. I, I don't know if it's the players. I don't know if it's... Coaching on defense, which has just been absolutely horrible, they got run over in the second half when, frankly, they shouldn't have gotten run over like they did. What, 220 yards roughly rushing? 204 yards in the second half. In the second half a game. Wow. I mean, yeah. that's insane. I, I look at the Bucks overall, and that is a group of guys that I, I, I hate the word quit. I, they, it seems like a lot of them, though, are already making some plans when, frankly, they owe, they still have a chance to win this division, which is god-awful. Well, Carlin, they're still the favorite to win the division, according to ESPN FBI. I mean, they have a 53% shot. at. I don't know legally the- if we can call them favorites because of what they are. Well, I mean, they've got, according to ESPN's analytics, they have a yeah. 53% chance of winning the NFC South. So they are still overwhelmingly the favorite. The second best odds in the division, according to ESPN's FBI, the Atlanta Falcons at 35%. And here's the deal. We know how close that game was between the Bucks and the Falcons a couple of weeks ago down in Tampa. So I'm not saying that they're head and shoulders above everybody else in the South, but it is Tom Brady and three backup-level quarterbacks. It's hard to trust P.J. Walker or Marcus Mariota or Andy Dalton slash Jameis Winston. And so I do want to give this team the benefit of the doubt, but, Carlin, it's hard to watch these games where there was so much miscommunication, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Now, you can try to explain a lot of that away with guys being in and out of the lineup, but still, you're professionals. You've had all of training camp to be in the playbook and to be in these meetings There are some things that you should have buttoned up, but the fact that they don't have it buttoned up and we're talking about it being week eight, it makes me go back to the comments that Jenna Lane, our very own uh, beat writer for, or beat reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for ESPN, she said something on the show with us yesterday that Jamel Dean told her, which was, we don't know if, uh, she didn't, uh, he didn't know whether or not we're playing for each other. I think his exact words were, when he was asked, are we playing for each other, he said, we'll see. That is a telling wow. statement in terms of wow. where that locker room is in terms of them pulling the rope in the same direction, Carlin. So I think we have to we have to be concerned that the issues with this team 
are much deeper than the injuries and much deeper than Tom Brady's personal life. Look, I, I look at them. I see guys, when somebody's not on the same page with Tom Brady, he has more than earned the benefit of the doubt in that the other guy's wrong. Mm. (laughs) You know, I just, I can operate under that assumption. Even if the other guy is Mike Evans. You know, we saw at different times Tom was trying to get with Hainsey to make sure that they were straight on on what protections were. It seemed like they had problems with that. Uh, It seemed like there were problems with timing. Uh, He had Kyle Rudolph for a touchdown, and he just led him too much, and he hasn't played with him a whole ton. I mean, I think that was a concern. I I think there the the throw in the second quarter. I mean, I think no, the end of the first quarter. Yeah, second and twelve. He's got Mike Evans in the end zone, just overshoots him like that. That. That's not Tom Brady. That can't happen. No. No, it can't happen. And and Mike's falling out. The one where he's falling out of bounds out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. That that just can't happen. No. It it, it can't happen. So when I look at all of this, I I still believe that he has enough in the tank to actually go win games. I just wonder if the rest of that team believes that. I, I wonder if the rest of that team has a true belief in the leadership of that team, whether it's Brady or whether it's anybody else. So is Todd Bowles the biggest issue with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Chris? It's starting to look that way, Carlin. It is. And, and that's probably where my biggest concern is because a lot of the names on the back of the jerseys are the same, and yet the production is so far away from what we saw from Brady and his team in his first two years down in Tampa. So – you think about the big things that have changed in this organization. There wasn't a whole lot of turnover in terms of their roster. So what's changed? Well, you look at what happened in the difference between Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. And Todd Bowles is a quality football coach. Don't get me wrong, but there's a difference between being a position coach, being a coordinator, and being a head coach. And based on what we've seen from Bruce Arians throughout his career, whether it was Indy or with the Arizona Cardinals and with the Tampa Bay Bucks, we know Bruce Arians can be a head coach. We know that he can be a little, I don't know, I, I guess chippy when it comes to trying to get get under guys' skin and make sure he gets the most out of them. And sometimes that can rub players the wrong way, but it, it usually works out for the best for the team. And so I, I don't necessarily get that from Todd Bowles. And I know Todd a little bit because I was a player on a team where he was on the staff. Um, again, not saying, not taking away from his football acumen, but in terms of managing the entire team, I, I got to say, Carlin, I'm not sure that he can get these guys on the same page. It doesn't feel like he's setting the agenda, setting the tone for the level of urgency that they need to approach all of these games with. Well, that was a problem that felt very similar in New York. And granted, the Jets did not have great talent when he was there, but I certainly felt like they should have been better than they were. I mean, that's a team that won 10 games his first year and then over the next three went 14 and 34. I mean, five games twice and four games. I mean, he got that. That's getting a chance. You know, four years there with that kind of a record after year one, you got an opportunity. It just never it never clicked for some reason. So I don't think it's unfair to look at Todd Bowles and wonder if he is the issue right now. But it's the Buccaneers are in, in such a place right now that is such an amazingly fascinating place to me because they've got all of these problems, and yet here they are 
still the favorites to win the division. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the favorites to win the division, Carlin, just because everybody else in the division feels like they're punting on the season. But it's not just about winning the division with Tom Brady. Not at this stage. He's 45 years old. No. It's about competing for championships. And they seem like they're, they're a far cry from being able to do that. Now, I will caution and say that there is plenty of time to be able to, to, to put this thing together and forge some type of identity that will allow you to have postseason success. Remember, when they got rolling in 2020, it wasn't until after Thanksgiving when they started getting it together. After their bye week, they were 7-5 they were and five going into the bye week, got embarrassed on Monday Night Football against the Rams, and then they didn't lose again. So I, I think there is the potential for something like that to happen just based on the pieces that they have. They just got to get guys healthy, and they got to get guys on the same page. And, Carlin, here's the other thing that people don't like to talk about. Todd Bowles did mention this at the start of the season. Guys got to be hungry. As one of my former teammates told me, mm. after we won the Super Bowl, it's hard to eat when you're full. There's a lot of guys that, as a result of winning the chip, got paid, got that financial security, and got real comfortable. Here's the thing. You can't be comfortable when everybody is measuring themselves against you as the team that they need to beat in order to prove to themselves that they're a real championship contender. That's how the rest of the NFC is going to look at them, regardless of what the record is, because of who the quarterback is. And I don't know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, based on that locker room and the chemistry around that that building, I don't know that they're ready for that. So what is the problem in Tampa? What is the problem? Is it Brady? Is it Bowles? Is it... The other players, what is it? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is the Dr. Pepper call in line to hit us up on Canty and Carlin. We'll get to your calls coming up here in short order, so hit the lines right now. It would behoove you, as they say, to do so. Now, Canty, football season It's well underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app, safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Calls rolling in on Tom Brady. Let's hit it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your Dr. Pepper call-in line on what the problem is with the Buccaneers. Is it Brady? Is it? Todd Bowles, is it the other players? Let's hit James in North Carolina up first on ESPN Radio. James, what's the problem? Hey, guys. Hey, love, man. Love love listening to you guys, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Watching that game last night, man, I, I would say 80% of it is Tom Brady, man. He's not he's not that, that C on his chest, that captain. He's not really, really, really pushing pushing the team like he should. It's like he's a reflection of the team, and it's like – He's out there somber. He's not out there hype. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. And the guys are, are, are following his suit. They're acting the same way. They drop a ball, it's just like he's shrugging his shoulders. They miss a block, it's just like, oh, well. This ain't the same one that um, that Mike Evans was talking about. This is my quarterback a few weeks ago against the the, um, the New Orleans Saints. It's like, so I really believe that 80% of his time, and I got to give 20% to Todd Bowles as well, man. See, I, I don't buy, Kenty, that there's not the energy from Brady. I think the energy is there. I think it's frustration that we are seeing more of, and that may be mistaken for apathy. I don't see the apathy from Tom Brady. No, there's no apathy from Tom Brady, but James is right in that some of this is on Tom Brady. I think some of it's on Todd Bowles, too. Anytime you have a team underachieving like we're seeing the Bucks this year, you have to look at the leadership of the squad, and those are the two most important leaders in that building. So, they have to take the lion's share of the blame, but overall, this is a team that looks complacent, Carlin. This is a team that ha- feels like it's resting on their laurels, and they expect to be able to go out there and be better than people without trying to outwork their opponents. And that's the one thing we talked about with Brady missing time in training camp and with him missing the walkthrough and missing meetings before a game to attend Robert Kraft's wedding. What kind of temperature does that set for the rest of the team in terms of the level of urgency that they attack their business with. That's the problem that I have, and and, and that's why Tom Brady's got to own some of it. I I can't remember seeing a superstar who in so many different ways looks like he is at a real crossroads uh, in his life without getting into the specifics of it, but what he does professionally and how much that defines him and how much now – there is such a different vibe to hit to it for him personally. Derek in Virginia is next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Derek, what do you got? Hey, hey guys, love the show. Thanks for having me on. Diehard Buck fan since like 1985. Now, if you hit it, you took my steam, Carlin, because if you look at 2020 and 2021, even after they won the chip, uh, they had a different energy. So I think 30% of that is Todd Bowles. I think B.A. leaving, uh, I think 30% of it is Todd Bowles. Mm -hmm. And you're right. 
70% is Tom Brady, but it's because of that divorce. All right. Not to, I mean, really don't want to get into it, but uh, as somebody who's gone through a divorce, that just takes so much uh, a distraction from you. And he is just not as focused. His energy is, you could tell he's forcing the energy. And I just think that that, that his personal life is playing a lot bigger factor than a lot of people are giving uh, credit for. They, they touch on it and say, yeah, he's going through some stuff. But that is definitely, uh, from what I see as a lifelong Bucks fan, that is definitely what is hurting the team. Because this team goes by Tom Brady's personality. And right now, it's like you said, it's somber because that's how he's feeling. Yeah, Derek, you're right, man. The, the energy is, is is down on this team. Like, they don't have the juice that we saw them have the previous two years. It, it's just not there, Carlin. And, and the personal stuff may be taking an effect. And we said before the season that that could go either way. Some players look at the, 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 the locker room and, you know, the, the game as a sanctuary to get away yeah. from those problems. Other guys yeah. are distracted when they're in this form because of the stuff in their personal life. You never really know how it's going to go. But, but we're seeing now that Tom Brady, the guy that's the thermostat for this team, he just doesn't mm-hmm. have the energy. It all feels forced. And when it's not authentic, when it's not genuine, guys don't respond to it. And I think that's why we've continued to see this team spiral to the point where they've lost five of their last six games. All right, so when I talk about the energy for Brady, I would call it more vis- visible frustration as opposed to anger that we have seen before when things are not going right. And that anger can get channeled into a positive thing. You know, I don't I, – I, I could buy into the notion that it's a lot more difficult to channel frustration into a positive thing than it is anger. Does that make sense? Um. Yes. I mean, because when you're frustrated, it's hard to be constructive. Yes, that's when what I'm saying. When you're frustrated, it's hard to be constructive. And when right now, when you're angry, it's easy to be constructive because you're thinking about how can I get rid of this losing feeling. And, and, and that's right not now, what they the, feel frustrated. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's not the tone. That's not the tenor of the team right now. You can even hear it in the post game press conferences that there is overwhelming frustration, and nobody seems to have the answer to it. Let's get in Chandler in Washington up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Chandler, what do you think? Hey, guys. Happy Friday. You too. Uh, just wanted to say the last maybe four or five games I've watched the Bucks. the big problem with their defense, I think, is their conditioning. I just always see the hands on the hips and heavy breathing. Just seems like they're a bit out of shape. You know, Canty, I mean, they weren't – listen, second half of that game last night, the reason the Ravens rushed for 204 yards is that they just kept at it and kept pounding them, and that's how they could be as effective as they were, I thought. And, yes, it wore them down. There's no question. It was, I think it was what Herb Street was talking about. It was leaning on them in the second half of the game. I didn't think it was as much, let's hold that back for the second half. I thought it was what you said earlier. Let's throw it and find out exactly what that secondary can handle right now. Well, I'm going to say this, Carlin, since week four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been on the field 33 and a half minutes. Now, that's good for 29th in the National Football League. That's not good. So, when we say the defense is tired, yeah, they're tired because they're on the field because their offense is inept. I don't think it has anything to do with conditioning. Guys are in shape. They're just tired because they're on the field. At some point, your offense has to provide you some semblance of balance. That's why they call it complementary football. 
And right now, Tom Brady and that unit, they're not holding up their end of the bargain. Now, we can point to the injuries. We can point to B.A. no longer being the head coach. And we know B.A. was an offensive-minded coach, so he might be a little more heavy-handed with that side of the ball. All of those things are possibilities in explaining why they've gone so far left from what we've seen in the first two years of Brady. But, Carlin, we got to figure out how do we move forward from now. And, and I think the answer in that building has to be Tom Brady, Todd Bowles, and potentially Bruce Arians taking on some sort of a role where he's more around the team. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. My friends, I believe you're aware, the World Series is on ESPN Radio, presented by AutoZone. Catch all the action tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And in 30 minutes, Buster Olney will join us live from Houston to preview Game 1. That in just a bit. Up next, though, what teams could flat out win outright? Outright win this weekend out of the underdogs. We tell you because Canty hands out winners. It's what the guy does. If you're paying attention, it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Ah, yes, you know what that music means. It means an NFL segment that's got great pace to it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. This specifically, though, is not our pacey NFL segment. It is which underdogs can legit win outright this weekend. So let us get to it. And our host is Devin King. Devin, have at it. All right, let's start with this first game on Sunday in London Town. The Broncos plus two and a half versus the Jaguars. Canty, what do you think here? No chance in hell. Listen, I, I know the Broncos defense is going to fight and keep them in it, but unfortunately you can't say that about Russell Wilson in the offense. And to only make matters worse, they're going up against the defense that's second in pass rush win rate. So Josh Allen, Trevon Walker, those guys are going to get after Russell Wilson. And I believe that's going to lead to a couple of turnovers, some short field opportunities for that Jags offense. So no dog in the fight in this one. I don't think the Broncos have a chance. First of all, London Town? Like, what are you, Charles Dickens? London Town. Yeah, I mean, okay. You don't have to be fancy. It's London. We get it. We know where it is, London Town. Look look at me. I read books. All right, who are you taking? Who are you taking, (laughs) Brian? At at what point do you get to pick? I will pick the Jaguars. The Broncos have no chance in hell. How about that? That is the the extent of my analysis. So does Nathaniel Hackett make it back on the plane? I think they'll give him a ride home. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe at the airport we'll have a little meeting. I mean, seriously, though, you can't be the team that's the slump buster for a Jag squad that's lost four in a row, right? Right? I mean, you can be. Somebody's going to be. And why wouldn't it be the Broncos? Okay. 
Why wouldn't it be? Greg Penner, the new owner, is not going to like it. Uh, not definitely not. Next. All right, Carlin. Ezekiel Elliott, as we've uh, talked about before, is doubtful for this matchup against the Bears, who are getting nine and a half points. It's at Dallas, Carlin. What do you think on this one? You know, I, the Bears have really impressed me. I don't see them winning this game. I don't see them winning this game outright. Ask me, considering maybe I want to take the points, maybe I think they could cover, but I, I think the Cowboys are playing at an excellent level right now, especially on the defensive side. And I, I don't know that Justin Fields will be able to be as effective as he was against the Patriots the other night. The Bears got the best run game in football. The best run game in football. Mm-hmm. So I, I absolutely love the Bears plus nine and a half, and I do think they have a chance to make this a fourth-quarter game. I mean, we saw it with the Detroit Lions last week. And so, I mean, with Justin Fields, more design runs and them utilizing his legs in sprints and waggles in the passing game, using bootlegs, I, I just I do think there's an opportunity for Chicago to be competitive. We know Chicago has a really good defense. They lost a big piece in Robert Quinn. We'll see how they respond. Um, but but they still have Roquan Smith in the middle of that defense. Jaquan Brisker is a young guy in the secondary that makes a lot of plays. Um, you know, I just I, I just think with Dak Prescott still feeling his way coming off of that thumb injury, this could be a spot where you got to be on upset alert. So but yeah, you, I think the Bears are a live dog in this fight. They're they're going to run for a buck seventy in this game. Well, the Dallas Cowboys are giving up four point four yards a carry, which is seventeenth in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. So they're not exactly world beaters when it comes to stopping the run. That's not where they are. So we'll see. I'm skeptical. Next. Okay. All right, next up. This this line we talked about before coming on air is a little surprising for me at least. Patriots at Jets. Jets are home getting two and a half points. Canty, what do you think on this? There's no respect. I mean, absolutely no respect. Uh the Patriots got blasted on Monday Night Football, short week on the road, and yet they think that they should be favored against the New York Jets. And I get it. The, the Jets haven't beat the Patriots since 2016. I understand that. But even with the injury to Brees Hall and not having Elijah Vera Tucker, this Jets team is more talented than this Patriots outfit coming into MetLife on Sunday. I, I I mean, I just don't understand how the Jets are underdogs, but I do believe that the Jets will win this game on Sunday. They also will not have Corey Davis on Sunday. I, uh, I, I'm with you. If they had, it, it's very close to the L word. It's very close to the Lockadini that the Jets would win this game. But I'm not going to go there just based on uh, wanting to see what they look like offensively without AVT and without Brees Hall. All right, next up, we got the Giants, plus three, going across the country to play the Seattle Seahawks. Carlin, what do you like here? See, here's where I got sucked in by Joe Fortenbaugh earlier, okay? Going overseas, then coming back, and then going all the way across the country and all this. At some point, it's going to wear you down a little bit, right? So I kind of got sucked into this here. Are the Giants capable of winning this game? I can't say no. They're 6-1. and one. Are they going to win this game? I'm kind of leaning no right now, Canty. I'm, I'm, I, I can't. I, I, Seattle's never an easy place to play either, and I think there's a little extra juice considering the Seahawks are four and three now. Yeah, I mean there's some extra juice, but the strength of that Seahawks team is on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is coming around, but they're led by their offense and Geno Smith. So this is an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object because the Giants' calling card is their defense led by Wink Martindale. 
They're a top five scoring defense, Carlin. They're great on third downs. They're seventh in the National Football League in that category. And they're outstanding in the red zone, fourth best in defensive red zone efficiency. And we know that's where the game is won and lost. So I I do think the Giants, even though they've got a lot of travel on them over the last four weeks, find a way to be able to get it done in the Pacific Northwest and go into the bye week with good feels. So I like this dog. Yeah, to be clear, we just called Geno Smith an unstoppable force. He's fourth in QBR in the first eight weeks of the National Football League. No, listen, I'm not saying it's a ridiculous take. I'm just saying that at the beginning of the year, if I had said that, I would have lost my job. That's what I'm saying. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Canty, we are already trying to figure out who the NBA MVP is. We're five games into the year. We're already trying to figure it out. Luka Doncic. Looking for that first MVP, but he's got someone who's won a couple already nipping at his heels. We'll discuss next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Well, I have a proposal to make, and I think it could be... Hold on, before you make this proposal, is it going to make me and our listeners money? We certainly hope so, and based on what we have seen so far, the answer would be yes. All right. And it'll be a little bit fun, too, frankly. So, so far, we have kind of joked about the Ben Simmons over-under points this year. He has hit the under on each game so far. (laughs) His over-under was uh, 7.5 in the loss to the Mavericks, and he scored 7. (laughs) <laughs> Carlin, he scored seven in 37 minutes, though. Yeah. The game went into overtime. So here's my point. Do you and I collectively as a show make a vow that we will now fade Ben Simmons each and every night for the rest of the year? And how much money will we make on that? Because I think... I think if we were to do it consistently, we will make a lot of money. Well, well, here's what I want to do. I'm not going to commit to doing it for the rest of the year because as he keeps hitting the under, that number is going to keep dropping. So like Joe Fortenbaugh told us, at some point it's going to make sense to go with the over. But we ain't at that point right now. We ain't nowhere close. So I am going to buy your proposition, and I am going to suggest that with every primetime parlay, on nights where the Nets are playing, when we give them out, we include Ben Simmons under on his point total as a part of our primetime parlay. Okay. I think personally I am going to go and just take, let's just say, $20 for each game for the rest of the year and bet the under individually on Ben Simmons. And you're just going to roll the money over? And just want to see how much I end up with. So you're just going to roll it over? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll, Maybe I'll, I'll lower I'll, it to 10. I'll see, you, I'll see you 20 bucks. No, I'll see you 20 bucks. Okay. I'll see you, you know tw- what I mean? And, I, yeah. just, just, I, I did this with the Knicks a few years ago, and my, was it profitable, <laughs> where it was fading the Knicks every single night. And wow. It was it that season well. where they won like 16 games? It, it wasn't that one, but it was, it, it was a pretty bad one. It was a pretty bad one. Yeah. And, and I did it with Bart, and Bart naturally 
wanted to put it all on the last game, <laughs> take all the winnings, and put it on the last game and fade the Knicks. And, of course, Carlin, they won. Carl, I got to ask you this question. What's more impressive, Ben Simmons hitting the under on his point total of 7.5 or KD and Kyrie scoring 30 points each in the first in three of their first games <laughs> and then that's still being 1-4? Uh, I don't know. That's uh, 22nd 30-point triple-double of Luka Doncic's career that breaks a tie with Wilt the Stilt for fifth most in NBA history. His third career 40-point triple-double. 41, 14 assists, 11 rebounds for Luka against the, Nets, the, uh, against the Nets in the Mavs' overtime victory. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I mean, I think the word that comes to mind there is ludicrous. Is, fa- is that fair? Ludicrous? Yes. Does that fit? That fits. That is absolutely descriptive of what we're talking about. Luca Chris. Luca Chris. Luca Chris? Nah, I don't know. That's 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 trying too hard right there, Deb. I appreciate where you're coming from, boy. Yeah, I tried. I mean, when you have a forty point triple double, I mean it speaks for itself. The fact that the guy did it on fifty percent shooting, Carlin, is what's insane. I mean, Luka Doncic is one of those guys when he's got the ball in his hands, I, I don't know that we have a guy in our league, that's more of a complete offensive player. I really don't. I, I that's think saying that's, a lot. It is saying a lot. It is saying an awful lot. And I can't say that it's ridiculous. And it got us to thinking about the MVP and where we stand with that right now as far as players who could win it. And Luca, as we have talked about, is right up there uh, at the top of the list uh, to try to win it. He is at plus 300 as we speak. You know what I'm shocked by? What's that? Where we have Steph Curry right now for the MVP. Where is he? The Warriors last night won 123 to 110. Yep. Steph had 33, 9, and 7. Did you see how he cooked Tyler Hero? <laughs> I mean, Tyler Hero didn't know if he was coming or going. That is the spin cycle if I ever oh. seen it. I mean, a couple of crossovers. Let's take him left. Let's take him right. Let's step back and bury a three. That was like you're going to get served up on a hero. That, that's how much you got cooked. I'm telling you. It was, whew. I'm telling you, Chef Curry has been on another level. It's crazy to think that a guy as accomplished as he is can start the season on another level. But he looks like he's in playoff form. But you know what's crazy? What's that? He is the eighth favorite right now to win the MVP. The eighth. It's Luka, Giannis, Tatum, John Morant, Embiid, Durant, Jokic, plus eighteen hundred. Steph Curry, eighteen to one. That Steph is, Curry. Wow. Well, you know what though, Carlin? And just thinking about it, think about the team that's around Steph Curry. Think about all of the really, really good players that Golden State has been able to put around. It works him. against them. It works against them. That's what I'm thinking. Because if you take Giannis off of the Milwaukee Bucks, what are they? They're dead. You take Ja off of the Memphis Grizzlies, what are they? They're a good dead. team, but they're not upper echelon. They're just not. You take Luka off of the Dallas Mavericks, what are they? They're dead. Yeah. Do you? So, I mean, listen, you take Steph off the Warriors, they're still a, a top six team. team in the West. Mm. They're still a top 16. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, Probably. I mean, I think that's what works against them. But 
I mean, he's the one. The thing about Steph Curry, Carlin, is beyond the numbers, the way that he plays the game and how great of a shooter he is changes how you have to defend him, and it creates so many opportunities for everybody else. So, I, I don't know, man. At eight plus eighteen hundred, might not be bad value. It's might not. not it's not terrible value, but I, I I have to be honest. Like that's exactly what I was thinking all along. Is that that number is where it is because of his current situation on the team he's on. Because we value the Warriors so high, as we should, as to what they are as uh, just as a whole. And it's remarkable to me that this is the case with Steph, that he's at 18-1. to 1. You think that's a good value, but in the end, is it really? Is it a good value when we don't think he has a chance because of who's around him? I think, I think we have a chance. I think there's a chance that he could still win the MVP, Carlin, because if they finish with the best record in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's looking like the Western Conference is by far the deeper of the two conferences. That, that seemingly shifted overnight. But if it they're really the number can. one seed in the Western Conference, it's essentially an extension of what we saw them do in the postseason last year. We know how much MVP is a narrative award. I could absolutely see Steph Curry winning another MVP. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to come up with the scenario. I, he would really have to put together a, a, a staggering year. You know, I, I to me, it would have to be averaging 35, you know. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Averaging yeah. 35 points? 30, 33 to 35, I think that's probably the number to get him there. He, Chris, what's unfair about it is that he has to do more statistically to prove himself not to prove himself, but to prove it that he is uh, deserving of the MVP because of the supporting cast. That's all. I hear where you're coming from, but if Golden State gets 65 wins, I mean, I just, you know, yeah, I I know. Mean, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to deny the best player on the team an opportunity to hold up the most valuable player award. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, because I get it's it. based on team success too, isn't it? Like you have yes, to have the absolutely. wins. You have to have your team position to have success in the postseason so if you have a lot of wins under your belt and you have some of those performances say for instance Steph having double digit three point makes in a game and knocking down a few buzzer beaters as he's poised to do when he's healthy you know I, I don't I don't see a reason why he wouldn't he wouldn't have a chance to do it I mean just think back calling to what was it game four against yeah. the Boston Celtics where it felt like Golden State was dead in the water yeah and Steph Curry went crazy in that game like, that's hmm. where the NBA Finals turned in that game. It was because of Steph Curry. So, I mean, there's still that's still fresh in a lot of people's minds. And if you continue to see Golden State roll, and Steph in particular, you know, early on in this season and throughout, then there's a chance that those odds could shorten a little bit and this guy could be on a short list of candidates that could actually win it. Here's what's going to bug me. It's at 18-1 to 1 now. A week from now, if it's a 10 to 1 and I didn't put the money down, that's going to drive me nuts. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.